And boom, we're live. Hey, everybody, welcome to Divi Chat, episode 36. Thanks for tuning in this week. Each week, we get together to discuss all kinds of fantastic tips and tools for Divi and WordPress and business. And we're just really glad that you guys are here tonight. Tonight, we're going to be discussing um, marketing your website, how to be found. How do I, how do you get your website found? So before we start diving into the topic, let's meet our panel of guests this week. Hi, Gino. Hey, David and everybody out there. Gino Quiroz here, founder and director at Monterey Premier. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at G-E-N-O-Q. Thank you, Gino. Hey, Josh. Hey, everybody. My name is Josh Hall. You can find me at intransitstudios.com. Coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, next month, you'll be able to find me at joshhall.co. Dot co. Right. <laughs> nice. Dot co. Awesome. I'm setting up my personal branding site. It's going to have all my Divi stuff. So. Sweet. That's awesome, man. Look forward to it. Hi, Leslie. Hi. I'm Leslie. Um, I'm down here in Texas, and I run A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me at A Girl in Her Mac on Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. Hi, Tammy. Hello, everyone. I'm Tammy Grant, uh, coming from Orlando, Florida. You can find me at sunflowercreatives.com. Fantastic. Hi, Tim. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here, and I am coming from Austin, Texas. And you can find me online at divilife.com and timstreifler.com. Fantastic. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space, and I'm coming to you live from my mother-in-law's 40-year-old brown paneling <laughs> dining room in Lake Charles, Louisiana. <laughs> I remember that paneling. We and, had that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Josh, uh, pay attention to this episode. I know you're launching a new website. Website. We're going to teach you how to get people to that website today. <laughs> well, I was going to take a screenshot of that background and use it. I like it. Hey, there you go. Hey, boom. We're over. We can close the chat now. Served its purpose. Uh, yeah, we're going to kind of dive into a topic that's probably, if you're new to websites and you, you start up a website, you've got a business or it's personal and, you know, how do people find that website? Uh, what are some trips, tips, tricks, tools that you can use to get people to notice you, come to your site and start, uh, you know, getting traffic to your website and stuff. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And we may go all over the place. We have some specific things that we'll talk about and we're going to kind of give a high level overview and then dive into specific ways that you can do that on subsequent episodes as well. So uh, what are some of the ways that you can get people to on your website? One of them, one of the most popular ways to do that is obviously blogging. Um, you know, but there's the question of what do you blog about? When do you blog? How do you blog? What are some of the options that you have if you're not a blogger? And I know that we have some very successful bloggers on this, this episode tonight. So let's talk about that. Why would, why would I want to blog as a, as a new person and how's it going to benefit me? When would I want to do it? How would I want to do it? And if I don't, if I'm not capable of doing it, what are my options? Anybody want to dive in on that? Yeah. Can I, can I say one thing almost as a prerequisite to the content marketing? No. Um, and that is the, <laughs> uh, knowing your audience. I, cause I think it's important to know who your audience is and 
where they hang out, quote unquote, online, because that's going to determine the best methods, you know, whether that's social media blogging, the other stuff we're going to talk about. Um, and I'd say probably nine out of 10 or more uh, websites blogging is is an effective way, but I think there's some, you know, maybe high level business to business, million dollar uh, contract type businesses where blogging really isn't an effective way to go. But I don't think that's really uh, valid or I guess relevant to our audience today, but just something worth noting is to know your audience before you go down any avenue of, of online marketing. Yeah, Tim, I would completely second that because I know when I started my blog on Intransit Studios over a couple of years ago, I was really gearing it towards small business owners and a lot of my clientele, but I just really wasn't getting much traffic. Now, I didn't have a good content marketing strategy with all that, um, but regardless, I just wasn't getting you know that much engagement or traffic from it. Um, since I became an Elegant Themes blog author and I started my Divi Facebook group, uh, the traffic has increased, and so I'm. That's kind of one reason I'm setting up my personal branding site for all my website and Divi stuff is because all of the posts I'm doing now are really geared towards fellow web developers. I'm still doing some basic business stuff, but I'm really kind of um, honing in on that, you know, that market, that target audience, like you said. So I completely agree with that for sure. I would chime in too. I, I do agree. Uh, one of the things I learned is. Uh, there's a couple different audiences that I'm trying for. The first one was sort of accidental, as most people know with the Divi tutorial blog that I have. Um, we get tons of traffic, and it's uh, just the tutorials. I don't even really write articles. I don't really blog. It's just tutorials. And uh, I tried out by writing articles, um, business articles, accounting articles, and uh, I was miserable at it. <laughs> so I realized that that wasn't my, my niche. So. I, I started doing tutorials because I'm not a writer, but that's more cut and dry, and that's what ended up working for me. So it's, you know, there's a couple of things in that and finding what you're comfortable with, what you can and can't do. Uh, but with Monterey Premiere, I wanted to have a different audience. I didn't want to, I was already getting Divi users and web developers and web designers through the tutorials. I wanted to reach stay at home moms, uh, people who are starting their own business people who are running a business or was running an office and is in charge of the website. Um, I wanted uh, mom coaches, lifestyle coaches, anybody who might need a WordPress website. So I decided to go an entirely different approach and follow kind of the lead of, of Huffington Post, right? Is that the name of that? Where they bring on guest bloggers and write about all these topics that these type of people might be interested in. Um, and so we now run a sort of a multifaceted blog with a number of different articles, whether it's uh, web design related stuff or business strategies or marketing or sales or education. Um, and it's really expanded my audience. Um, not necessarily that the conversion rates are off the hook, but I get a lot more exposure. I get a lot more people that would normally not care about any web design stuff, clicking on my links and getting familiar with my name. So it's sort of like McDonald's, a McDonald's commercial, where after a while you just you see it, you see it, and you've clicked on it a couple of times. <laughs> Hopefully, the idea is that you know, um, hey, I know somebody. My friend Gino does web design. You know, I've been to his site a couple of times, or you know, found some articles that were interesting. So it's kind of like getting my name out, my my logo, and image out there in front of a whole new audience. And so that's kind of my approach. It, it seems to be working out pretty well. 
so that that's more like the the long-term branding opposed to like the short-term conversion you know for yes. like you know for divi life for example for me it's it's tutorials and then hopefully you know seeing my products buying something with that you know cast a wider net with a wide variety of topics that your audience would be interested in and then over time they they start yeah that brand recognition and yeah yeah that's awesome yeah these are kind of i think couple couple of the things i'll i'll second and kind of round us back into what the original first question was which was um sorry about you know, that that's blogging. no 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 that's okay it's perfectly okay it's all good valuable relevant stuff i kind of want to tie it back into the audience and stuff so you know, we've kind of talked about why, you know, Tim mentioned that knowing who your audience is is very important. A couple of other people have seconded that. And I 150% agree that you really need to know your audience. And then Gino and Josh kind of talked about, you know, what they do to target their audience after the fact. So, you know, once you figure out who your audience is, then you can figure out the type of content that you're going to produce to write and stuff. So, you know, what are some tools that it, that you may be able to use if you're not a blogger and you're you know kind of like Gino, he found his niche through tutorials. You know, what are some of the tools that you guys have used? You know, resources to hone your skills of blogging, learn how to blog. I'm sure Josh, you know, he he started blogging for ET and I, and he's been honing his skills there. But are there any tools and resources that you guys have used to, you know, take blogging? seriously more more serious approach on your own website I could share one for the non-writer um, the non-blogger uh, which I found myself to be yeah <laughs> <You too. laughs> um, I, I did something I, I wasn't aware that really that guest blogging was a big deal and I just threw it out there because I couldn't afford the people I was paying when I first launched that blog of mine on Monterey Premier originally I, I found people that I paid to write the articles and I paid per word. And that's one way of doing it, you know, find writers who want to write and contribute. Um, but then I started, as I started to get everything built up, I started putting it out there that we accept guest blogging posts and it just took off. And there's a whole lot of people out there that want to get their name out there. They want to practice, they want to experiment. So we started getting more and more uh, people uh, asking to, guest blog. So we have a nice long form that explains, you know, are you okay with us editing your work, uh, with us changing things around? It's got to be so many words, you know, all our requirements. And then we put together a handbook to give to them. And hey, if you meet all these standards, we'd be more than happy to have you on. In return, uh, you'll have your, your name and, and your box and featured on. And so that's worked out really well for us. And there's one other uh, uh, website I'm going to share. It's called buildmycontent.com. And uh, I took a risk with them because it, it doesn't cost anything. You sign up with them, and they'll start sending you content. And uh, so I was like, what's the catch? I was, I was combing through every link to see what the catch was. And, um, but, you know, I could find nothing wrong. And so for the last... Um, I would say three months, I get about four or five blog posts a week, and most of them pass the muster. I got to make some a, a few adjustments here and there, but they're legit links. I've trained them to do inbound linking, so they they find relevant content that's already on my website and make sure to do inbound linking as well as outbound linking, and uh, it's it's pretty good. And so it's buildmycontent.com. Um, they they it's a pretty good solid platform, and they're okay with you. 
um, not even having their author names on there. So you can either have their author names, you can have built by built my content or just as your staff. So that's a pretty cool thing to look into if you're not a blogger and you tell them what kind of content you want. That's interesting. That's good to know. That is good. I'm uh, the opposite of uh, Gino. I'm not much of a blogger myself, but I don't write tutorials often. I do it on, uh, I've done it once on uh, elegant things. So that's something I think that I'll do more in the future. But uh, for our website, we hired a content writer. So she plans all the posts in advance and get approval from us. And uh, that's how we go about uh, basically uh, communicating with our audience. But uh, our audience is uh, basically small businesses. It hasn't been uh, web developers. So that's another area that we may want to uh, you know, uh, explore. Yeah, and I know for me and the blog that I have on my business site in Transit Studios, like I said, I started that out for more small businesses and one way I've utilized that and it's really helped is like I have a post on becoming a success or uh, building a successful web presence, um, a post on like what is a vector graphic, things like that, that a lot of my clients need to know. So I have a moving forward page that I give all my clients once they're done and that has links to my blog. So that's one way that's kind of helped drive traffic is from my current clients because they're linking back to posts on my site. And I know Tim and I were talking about yesterday, I think one big value with blogging is it's, it's a term that can seem overwhelming, um, but if you just solve a problem and you write like you and you, know, you have a, a mission as far as why you're doing it, um, it can be something that's very enjoyable and uh, what I was going to mention is Tim and I were talking about it, it's going to be nice to have links that you can refer people back to. I really found that with the elegant theme stuff is like right now I have a series on pricing and I've had so many questions about how to get clients, um, how to you know start things and all this kind of stuff and so what I've been doing is just linking back to previous posts that I have and then I archive the full series on my site that they can link back to the, the ET site so that's just uh, one way that's really helped me is to have links to refer people back to whether it's current clients or new clients or new people that's awesome uh, one, one thing I realized as we were talking is we started talking about blogging as a way of getting people to your your website and I realize some people might not know how that works and basically the short answer is is the search engine Google uh, when you're writing content and, and, and blogging Google is indexing your site and uh, it's coming up you know for various search terms long long tail search terms that people are, are searching for um, but one thing worth noting is just because you you write a blog post doesn't mean you're gonna get traffic um, and especially not immediately. Um, <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> uh, Neil Patel, who is my favorite internet marketer, he's a, a genius. Um, he says that he doesn't expect to see rankings. Like, so when he produces content for a, a particular keyword, he doesn't expect to see really any traffic for like six months. And that's like a realistic, obviously when your site has more credibility and you already have a lot of search traffic, it'll be easier. But um, you know, and I don't want to get too much on a rabbit trail of, of SEO here, but um, that's something worth noting is is blogging uh, can absolutely get you a lot of organic search traffic, but it doesn't happen overnight. It takes consistency and um, producing quality content and, and, you know, promoting it through other other means and, and that helps it rank and that helps, you know, send a, a steady flow of, of organic traffic after that. 
Yeah, and I think this probably segues into kind of, you know, the next thing that I'd like to talk about, one of the tools that you can use to get traffic to your website, and that's social media. Um, you know, one thing that we're all very familiar with, because we kind of all met on a social media platform in Facebook groups, Facebook to be Facebook specific, group. Facebook, <laughs> um, we all met in Facebook groups. And over time is that those groups have, have grown and it was a, um, you know, a way for us to expose our businesses and our platforms to a large group of people, you know, over time. And so, you know, once you build up credibility in a community and stuff, you know, people will start going to your site and it doesn't have to be all about SEO. Social media is something that you can kind of get a jump quicker than potentially waiting for a blog post to materialize like Tim was talking about because six months, it's like, oh my God, man, you know, somebody's not going to find <laughs> this thing. I'm going to write it now and it's not going to be found by the world for six months. One, one way that you can help bridge the gap there is have a good social marketing plan and strategy. So maybe we can talk about social media platforms, how we utilize those to find and bring traffic to our website as well. I'll just say, I'll say real quickly on that. I mean, kind of to my point earlier is the way I've done that. And I think everyone here is, you know, we're very understanding that you don't want to spam people and you don't want to just say, Hey, look, you know, here's an article I wrote on this, but if it does apply, it's very useful to drive traffic to your site. And I know Gino's kind of the king of this to where people are sharing his links pretty much every day on Facebook. I see a Gino link somewhere. Um, so one thing that I've kind of tried to do, um, is, you know, with the, with the, uh, elegant theme series that I write, I just archive them on my site. And some of my other posts I've been able to share instead of having to write a long Facebook comment. So instead of engaging in a long conversation with somebody, I can just say, hey, I actually covered this on a blog post. It might really help you out. Let me know if you have any questions. And boom, you get traffic to your site. 10, 15 other people on the Facebook thread might see it. They might share it to somebody else. And then you, know, you could have potentially 40, 50 views just from that single share or more. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, king of social media content there. Talk to it. Talk to it. What's <laughs> uh, that gonna, strategy? <laughs> I was going to say that's, that's kind of, you know, when I got started, it was taking stuff that we were answering questions in some of the Facebook groups and some of the help groups for people who use Divi. And uh, it was just an easy way for me to give an answer without typing it out again. Um, common Common questions that came up. And, uh, and and that's pretty much what I do now is uh, I don't have as much time to be in the Facebook groups, but I scour through all the questions and find stuff I have a relevant answer to, uh, preferably in a link uh, that I've already published and just publish that there. So uh, the more I get put in there uh, into my blog, um, the easier it is to me to say, oh, I covered that. So here's a link to that, or at least to somebody else's who's covered that. Um, and it's a great way to help each other get traffic as well as get traffic to your site and utilizing those groups. But yeah, I like think you, this is a, a technique. Oops, sorry, Gino, did I cut you off? I, I was just going to say, and I second what Josh said, please read the group rules before you start publishing posts. Uh, it can get spammy at times. You want yeah, to be a help, not a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And there's other awesome Facebook groups, too, for other things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've uh, kind of you know, talked about something that is very important that segues 
not only will be beneficial in the blogging, but also beneficial on the social media platform is being helpful, yeah. addressing pain points. You know, Gino talked about he didn't want to retype everything over and over and over again. So he wrote a blog post, which was a tutorial that answered a question and he could, you know, well, that's a smart marketing strategy, you know, address someone's pain point, answer, be helpful and, you know, drive people to your traffic. You do that with your blog, you're going to get traffic to your blog. You do that on social media, you're going to get traffic to your social media platform and your website by, by handling pain points and being helpful. Yep. Tim, you want to say something? Yeah, I was I was actually going to say something similar, and and I think the the common uh, denominator and everything we're talking about is is value, like you were saying, helpful. Um, and I think kind of the second what you're saying and take it a step further, when you're helpful, you get traffic, but then it, beyond that, you get sales or you get leads, whatever it is, because people want to buy from helpful, knowledgeable people, or people want to hire helpful, knowledgeable people. Uh, so it builds credibility um, by being helpful and, and providing value, you know, no matter where you're, you know, promoting your, your content or your website, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I think, and, and kind of going what Josh and Gina were saying about spamming, um, you know, that's not helpful that, yeah, it might drive a few clicks, but that's not going to ultimately lead to any sales or any uh, leads, you know, whatever your, your business is. But uh, if you're helpful and, um, you know, you build that trust and the credibility, then that's really long-term is what's going to pay off. I was, I was just going to say that the trust um, yeah. as well, the helpful and the trust. I'm glad you said that because most of our clients that come to us come to us because they already trust us. They tell us that on the call. Um, you know, we trust you. We know you. We've been using your tutorials. We feel like you're a genuine, honest guy and, or a couple of guys. And so we're ready to work with you. How much is it going to cost? And that's a real blessing. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about specific. Let's get a little bit more granular on social media. And let's talk about what are some of the things you do on specific platforms maybe to drive traffic to your website. Let's start with the one we all are on daily and the one we all met in, Facebook. Yeah, I see Facebook, especially Facebook, but I guess social media as a whole is almost being like um, the distribution for your content. So you're creating content on your website, whether that's blog posts or videos or um, whatever products, and social media can be a way to kind of distribute that out. Um, yeah, on your, your business Facebook page, promoting your content. Um, or in the, the Facebook groups, et cetera. It's almost like it's your blog is like the the microphone and uh, social media is the speaker. I think that's a cheesy analogy I read way back in the day. But, uh, it's still relevant. Yeah, Facebook by far uh, for us is our biggest distribution channel for all our advertising and marketing. Um, it's solid, so whether you're doing paid ads, targeted ads, um, on your own group, I mean, on your own company page, um, and then you're using your your backlog of helpful posts to kind of answer questions and be a helpful person in some private Facebook groups, and just to be able to share with those uh, who follow you and like you, friends and family, what you're doing. Um, you know, every now and then I do uh, put business posts on my personal page just to, hey guys, you know, I'm a web designer. Just to, every now and then I'm going to remind you. Uh, but it's by far the biggest avenue for us of uh, getting our name out there. 
I want to talk about a little thing specific without diving off into Facebook marketing. One of the things and tips that I'll give you right away that'll help you get traffic to your website, Gino mentioned targeting. Facebook does a great, great, great retargeting strategy. They have pixels that you can add to your website that will allow you to, you know, when a visitor comes, you know, to your site and then goes back to Facebook, if you do any type of marketing, which we're going to talk about probably in two things later, paid advertising, you can retarget and pixel those people and remind them, hey, I went to this website for whatever reason, you know, and just start using ads and stuff. But so look into Facebook Pixel um, and see about adding that to your website and stuff. And that's one way immediately that you can start um, kind of generating driving traffic back to your website from Facebook as well. Yeah. And what else? On that note, um, you know, talking about Facebook ads, um, one thing that in terms of, I guess, uh, non-paid Facebook, just posting it on your, your business page, it's very hard for, for posts to gain traction when you just post it on your, your business page. The way Facebook's algorithms are, uh, they give very little weight to business page posts, partially because they don't want businesses businesses to do a lot of spam and always be posting their content and having it flooding people's news feeds. But on the other part is they want people to spend money with their advertising platform. And so um, that's something I've noticed is, you know, I have on the Divi Live Facebook page a little under 5,000 likes on the page and they're all organic, um, you know, relevant likes. But when I post something on there without putting any money behind it, you know, it might get like 10 likes um, at the most. And so, you know, not a whole lot of engagement. And sometimes you'll have some that will uh, do a little bit better than that. But um, th that's one one bummer about using social media to promote your your content or your products or whatever is um, it's really hard to do that for free these days with, with Facebook. Um, maybe you all have had slightly different experiences, but um, for me, it's, yeah, it's hard. And it, it could be because they know that I am spending money with them. So they have no reason to because they know that hey if, if we don't give them any any uh, any traffic then eventually pay for it so we'll just do that so i don't i don't want to take us off topic but i i do have kind of a very practical way of of driving some traffic but i want to preface this and i, I want to say this very carefully um, but you can comment and have a link um a, a linked out a na your name on elegant themes on the blog if you make a comment, you can put, you know, Josh Hall, what you can put your URL and you don't have to actually put a link in your comment, but just having that link on your profile will link back to your site. So I've seen on my Google Analytics, I looked earlier, um, I've got a lot of click throughs from posts that I just commented on. And yeah, that's happened you, to me too. Yeah, I'm like, it, what? Why is it coming know, from there? As long as you're not like, look at my blog and then I'll give yeah. you the answer. But if you give an honest opinion <laughs> and try to help somebody out, people find value in that. And I'll tell you one thing, it's amazing how many people go through those comments these days. It really surprised me, particularly in this series, the Divi pricing series that's out right now. Um, I had one gal say she actually enjoyed engaging on the comments on the Elegant Themes blog because it wasn't as overwhelming as it was on Facebook. Um, so people are, I think, are finding more and more value from that. So again, I want to preface by saying, you know, I, I'm not recommending spamming. Somewhere but, Nathan is going. Yeah, yeah Nathan's like, no, turn <laughs> off. Uh, but if you do comment, you give value, you give an honest opinion, that is a way to drive traffic as well. So absolutely. Yeah. What are some other social media platforms that you guys use, if any, 
to drive traffic to your site? Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest? I use Instagram. Go ahead. Tell us how. I, I use Instagram, but unfortunately, I don't make the post. Tammy's <laughs> like, I hire somebody to do that. <laughs> I, I don't really have time to do anything. So I have a social media manager who does Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook is the only one that I usually get involved in and make my own posts sometimes. But Instagram has been a really good platform to use. I recommend everyone uh, pay more attention to it. And I do like how when you make the Facebook ads, it also you can have it show up on Instagram too. So it's uh, a really good platform to get do business. Doesn't seem like it would be, but it is. LinkedIn is also very valuable. I haven't messed with mine in a while, but um, the few times I have put articles out there, it's always driven some traffic. And with LinkedIn, um, some people, particularly in the corporate world and certain business industries are really active on LinkedIn. Um, and an article could spread very easily on there if it resonates with the right crowd. So um, I'm kind of in, in the same ballpark as Tammy. I can only manage so much right now, um, <laughs> but that's a valuable option as well if you, if you want to look into it. Yeah, I haven't done much with LinkedIn either. Uh, same as you, Josh, I just don't have the, the time or capacity. Um, but one thing I, I learned about LinkedIn, if you are, you know, going to pursue that, that avenue is and, and start doing, you know, articles and posting and stuff is uh, set your profile up. Think of it more like a landing page than a resume. Um, because a lot of people, they think LinkedIn, they have their resume and stuff. But um, if someone wants to hire, so say, for example, a, a, a web a web developer, a freelancer, whatever, um, and you're you're trying to get business owners on LinkedIn to to see you and eventually hire you. Um, well, they don't typically really care uh, what awards you won when you were in college, or you know where even where where you went to college, um, and, and all the the stuff that's like part of a typical resume, which is how the the LinkedIn profiles are are typically set up. But if you think of your, your LinkedIn profile more like a landing page and, and kind of think through what, what do people need to know first about me and, and you know, some calls to action and, and, and stuff like that, then that's a, a great way to, to drive traffic to your website from the people that are, are seeing those uh, articles that you're posting or, or whatever. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you one other platform that uh, I'm like Tim. I really uh, admire Neil Patel and follow him and listen to his Marketing School podcast and stuff. Uh, he talks a lot about Quora and stuff, and I and I am familiar with Quora. Quora is, I guess it's a social platform. Um, it is a place where you can go and ask questions and get expert opinions, and you'll have anybody from Bill Gates answering questions on Quora to Terry Hale, who did a fantastic Quora answer within the past month. <laughs> Terry, a little mm -hmm. shout out. Um, but that's a way that, to get traffic to your website, build credibility, set yourself up as an authority and people will go and check out your website and stuff. So Quora is another platform that you probably want to check out as well. And I think it's, it's like Josh was saying with the elegant themes comments is with Quora, you, you can't go in there with the intention of just trying to get traffic. You have to be helpful and, and provide real value. And then, you know, kind of the uh, result of that is you'll, you'll get some, some traffic. Absolutely. I was going to throw in a tip uh, going back to LinkedIn real quick. Something else I learned is that if you actually write the article on LinkedIn using their like article feature instead of just publishing, sharing your post, you will get a lot more traffic. They give priority 
to the articles that are actually written in LinkedIn than the post you you share. Um, they'll actually put your article in front of a lot of people. I do, you, that. do you duplicate that, Gino? Do you write it on your site and then copy all the content and put it on LinkedIn? No, I, I didn't because I didn't want to get dinged. I didn't know how that would work having uh, I thought about it. No, but I did just like a couple of articles a while back and I, I got like several likes, several shares, several comments, whereas everything else I post, um, I'll be lucky if I get a one like or share yeah. on a regular basis. But if I publish it directly on there, I got instant feedback from a lot of people. And uh, I was always curious about that just because I felt like playing devil's advocate is I felt like if I want to, you know, market my personal site more, if I were to put all my content on LinkedIn or another social platform, it's still not driving them, you know, driving traffic to my site. Technically, it's just going on LinkedIn. So I guess it's kind of a catch 22 there. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why I don't have a lot of articles on LinkedIn, but it works. <laughs> the strategy that, that Neil Patel teaches is to write the article on your website and put you know, maybe the first two or three paragraphs with the link back to your site. So you'll still get the, the benefit that Gina was talking about with LinkedIn giving you priority, but linking off to your site for the whole nice. post, no that's duplicate good. content dings or anything like that. Tim for the yeah. win. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Well, Neil Patel for yeah, the win, really. Yeah, you gotta quit sharing our top secret go-to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, wait, why don't we just go listen to Neil Patel instead of these guys? <laughs> Terry on this podcast. <laughs> so Terry just mentioned on the uh, YouTube chat to uh, use a lot of relevant hashtags so that bots can find and share your content. I don't know too much about that world, but that sounds yeah. pretty legitimate. If Terry said it, it's got to be true. I'm like, uh, I, I've been yeah. quiet this most of this time because I feel really um, inadequate when it comes to marketing and social media. Like I've always had a Twitter and an Instagram. I'll, my Facebook is connected to my Twitter, so it'll automatically shoot out. Um, and occasionally I'll do the Instagram thing, but uh, I, I don't feel I don't feel like I really know exactly if I'm doing it right or you know whatever. I don't I don't feel like I get a lot of engagement there. Um, I definitely feel like I'm doing it to do it, which is not, you know, really, really great either. Um, but well, I had something else I want to say and I forgot. But, yeah. do, do you guys feel like, um, kind of like I do where Leslie's sitting here talking about not sure if she is doing it right. And yet she's one of the most <laughs> sought after, you know, divvy I don't know about that. Experts <laughs> that people highly admire, look up to, and is probably one of the most well-known people in the oh, Divi community. Stop. Period. I will second that. I when when I got yeah. involved in the community. That twenty under the monitor. <laughs> well, I'll say when I got involved in the community, I knew the brand of a girl in her Mac before Leslie. I ever you know connected with you at all. Like I did know yeah. your brand before I knew anything about yep. you. So me too. It works. And then, and then when she jumped I mean, I into the social on accident, right? <laughs> and then when she jumped into the social media world, uh, she took it over by storm. I would say this is you can learn a lot about how to act in Facebook by watching Leslie's posts and her involvement in the community. She is, in my opinion, by far the best admin group admin that uh, I've ever worked with. Oh, uh, and and basically, the things that stand out to me is. She's uh, she's upfront but helpful. She's always looking to point people in the right direction. 
She's always referring out, you know, ask so-and-so or connecting. She connects people with each other in Facebook. So if I miss something that she thinks I have an answer to, she'll tag me or something like that. And I see her do that um, all day long. So <laughs> if there's anybody that can teach a thing or two about being community, it's Leslie. Aw, thanks, guys. Well, and, not, and, not just, <laughs> and not just the Divi community, because we recently attended a WordCamp where – Greater WordPress as a whole, who are, these are not prominent members of the Divi community, were like, oh, girl in her mouth, girl in her mouth. <laughs> I'd have to say, you're doing it just fine, Leslie. Okay. <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better because I really don't feel like I, I'm always like texting Shannon or, or like I'll, sometimes I'll ask or try to talk to Tammy or whatever, or I'll just watch you guys, what you guys do. Um, in fact, I signed up for Buffer because Gino talked about it not too long ago on a previous episode. I haven't used it yet. It's Seems confusing. Now I have share all over every image because I put the extension and it gets annoying. But um, <laughs> and I haven't shared it anything. But, but, um, but thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, see, I think that's a good example of really great personal branding. So, like Leslie, you're you're not even you're saying you don't even know what to do, but you're just you're being successful because you're just being yourself and. People are seeing that, and you know, you built that personal brand without even trying. <laughs> the world made emoji on her birthday. It's no coincidence. <laughs> In fact, if you want the best marketing techniques, get a cool little logo just like she has. And, uh, there you go. I mean, that gets everyone's attention. <laughs> Everybody wanted one of those stickers at WordCamp. <laughs> So, uh, I, I will I will throw in one other way to uh, get um, some, and I'm just trying this out for the first time. Have you guys heard of Clarity.fm? No. Yes, no. it's a consulting calling tool, right? Yes, and so a friend of mine turned me on to it. It's Clarity.fm um, because he's a business consultant, and you put your information in there, and people can look up um, – business consultant. So I went on there and I saw like Chris Lemma and a couple of other guys in the WordPress community that are on there. And it basically lets you add your profile. And so people can call a setup, book an appointment and uh, you, you set up your billable rate and they pay through Clarity and Clarity pays you. And so you're not trying to collect and all that stuff. Um, but it is one more avenue to put yourself out there as a professional. And um, I believe it's free to set up and you just there's a transaction fee for everyone. I had my first call a couple weeks ago, and it was pretty cool. So, Clarity FM, and that way, if you if you want to book consulting calls, you don't have to have that awkward. Uh, well, we talked for an hour, but we kind of joked around. How much do I really bill them? Ah, forget it. I won't bill them. No, this way they they pay in advance, and they get billed however long they're on that call. Awesome. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. Uh, I want to touch on something else. Another way to Get traffic to your site, which is probably the one of the obvious ways, paid advertising. Uh, I'm going to preface before we dive into this topic. I'm a firm believer in the, um, the long game and going for the long-term strategy as opposed to the short-term strategy because, yes, you can use paid advertising and it is beneficial, but if you only use paid advertising, you're going to always be feeding the beast in order to get traffic to your website. Whereas if you go a more long-term strategy, i.e. blogging, 
build up your social media presence, build up your credibility, your authority and stuff, that is going to always be there in the search engines and in the communities that you're involved in as opposed to paying. I definitely agree with paid advertising, however, because it really can take your game to the next level. Once you understand the marketing strategies of paid marketing, i.e. social media platforms, Google AdWords, those types of things, combined with your content marketing strategies and stuff, you really can take it to the next level. So why don't we talk a little bit about paid advertising and, and touch on that a little bit as well. Well, I'll jump in. I've done uh, Google AdWords as well as Facebook ads. Um, and I haven't, I haven't done Google AdWords for, for Divi Life, um, but I've done it in the past for, for other things. And com like comparing the two, you know, if you're trying to figure out where, where you should start, well, first of all, I, I would recommend starting with one because uh, if you're starting with both and you're, you're, you're new to paid advertising, it can be a bit overwhelming and you can definitely break the bank. Um, but I recommend starting with Facebook ads. I've gotten a lot higher return on investment um, and basically been able to drive a lot more traffic uh, for a lot less money on Facebook than Google AdWords. Um, there's other people out there that would probably um, argue against that and say that they have much more success with, success with AdWords, but I think it kind of depends on um, your unique business and, and the industry that you're in. Um, but for me, for, for uh, you know, selling Divi products, um, so much of the Divi community is on Facebook at their desktop computers and um, Facebook has, has, has been really successful. Um, so that, that, that would be my, my first recommendation is to start with one and then I would, I would tend to, to say start with Facebook first. <coughs> uh oh, Tammy's speaking up. Go for it, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> I use Google Ads and I use Facebook. Um, I do try to limit how much money I spend on paid advertising because I still think that um, the majority of the traffic that I receive come from um, just organic content and uh, just being involved. I think that's more important than anything. But I do use Facebook ads for um, like a... Um, David mentioned just playing a long game. I don't really expect to get sales from it. It's just sort of like uh, putting our name and our logo out there and just kind of uh, making people more familiar with who we are so that, you know, they will feel like they know who know us. So that's pretty much how I use Facebook. But so far, it's been a good avenue for increasing sales or giving out lead magnets to collect uh, email accounts and, you know, likes and things like that. So that's typically what we use the ads for. And hopefully we could uh, develop a relationship with them before actually trying to sell. Oh, Tammy, you brought up something else that's very good to get traffic back to your website as well. And that's emails. Lead yeah, absolutely. And lead magnets, email marketing. Definitely would like to touch on that as well. Um, any other Paid advertising gurus on the Every panel. time I hear like lead magnets, so I just hear like wah, wah, wah. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I don't know. Um, <laughs> talking about Facebook ads, um, I would say promoting free content on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, you, you get a lot lower cost per click 
or cost per conversion, depending on how you're, you set it up, um, than if you're promoting products. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorite phrases I've said a lot on, on TV chat is people love to buy, but they don't like being sold to. And so um, when you're shoving products down people's faces a lot, uh, you know, that can not have as good of, of a result as promoting content and doing kind of the long game, getting your name out there. Um, and yeah, promoting lead magnets, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself because David and I were talking today how he sees my ad for Divi overlays. He sees it like 10 times a day. I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hide it. It's so, been showing a lot, but it's, it's still converting really well. So first it was Superflies I had to deal with. Now it's yours. <laughs> just wait, wait until my, my site launches next week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tim, I, Tim I think we're officially putting that on your tombstone, dude. People <laughs> like to be like to buy, but they hate to be sold to. Yeah, exactly. And okay. so I'm 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 kind of contradicting myself, but um, with Facebook ads, you can like David was talking about with the Facebook Pixel, uh, you can measure conversions really well, and so you can see exactly how much you're putting in and how much is coming out the other end of the funnel, so to speak. And so you can see an exact return on investment. And so um, that's another great thing about Facebook ads. When you are uh, promoting products is you can see um, what your cost is per conversion, you know, uh, which is extremely valuable because other offline methods, you, you can't see that, you know, if you run a, a television commercial, you know, it's really hard to measure like what, what's coming from that where uh, online marketing, in particular Facebook ads, uh, you can you can measure that very closely. Um, I want to just throw out there, because this is something that I'm still trying to wrap my head around, um, is that the Facebook boost is not the same as a Facebook ad, correct? Am I, do I have that right? Um, kind of. It's, I mean, it's still a, a paid ad. It's just Facebook has made it a really easy way to, to boost. Some people would, would argue that it's not good to do that because um, when you're boosting a post, then Facebook will uh, see that you're paying to, to boost that post. So then when you post stuff organically, they won't, mm -hmm. uh, they won't give you any traction, kind of like I was alluding to earlier. Um, I don't know if that's proven or not, so don't quote me on that. Aren't there more settings too if you do a campaign? Yeah, if you do a straight campaign, yeah. then you can, uh, you can set up your objective, so whether you're measuring for conversion or just clicks or just impressions or video views. So I think that's something that's real confusing to people who are new to it because they make the Facebook makes the boost so accessible and so convenient, um, and it seems like oh, I could just boost it. That that's you know that's the same thing as a campaign, and the, which is what I thought um, before. Like I, I got Shannon when we were in a uh, WordCamp OC. You know, Shannon took me aside and showed me really what the camp, the whole dashboard looks like in a camp. I was like, I've never seen that. I've never done that. Um, and there's a lot to it. Um, you know, it can be, it, I found my, I found it very overwhelming. Um, but if you, you know, you take your time and re, you know, kind of do, do your own research and whatever, um, I can definitely see how, how it pays off. Cause there, there's a lot in there that you can configure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's an amazing platform. They, the way they have it built. Um, and it just goes to show the power of Facebook and how many users they have. Um, and how you can target very specific things. And so, I mean, you could target, you know, if you're a local business, you can target just people in your area. You can even target people that are in your area that are, you know, in these industries, or you can even take it a step further and, you know, say you're selling some sort of luxury product, you can target people that are over a certain net worth, which is 
Um, wow. <laughs> kind of crazy, a little creepy and a little <laughs> yeah. bit discriminatory, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's the level of detail. I mean, those are just a few examples. Well, I like too that she showed me that you can exclude groups. Um, so Tim, I was going to mention, you can exclude people that already like your page so we don't all see your ad, you know, but, but I thought yeah. it was interesting that it had that uh, picture as well. But why would he want to exclude 5,000 potential customers? Yeah. <laughs> not, not all 5,000 people are uh, Divi Overlay's customers, yeah. I wish. True, true. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, what I need to do is exclude people that have already purchased it, which is really cool that you can do with the Facebook pixel and, and measuring the conversion is yeah someone's already bought they don't need to see my ad um, but um, I personally don't think excluding your own Facebook likes is good because again like if I'm posting stuff on just my page and just doing it organically not with any paid ads well I'm you know only maybe a hundred people will see it and I'll get 10 likes from it um, and so yeah just the organic reach is so limited compared to, to paid so that's that's my opinion. Other people might disagree. Thirty, Tim. Thirty people are seeing it. Six percent. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think we probably I see a Facebook marketing, you know, oh, yeah. ad strategy divvy chat coming up in the near future because we could we could talk for hours and hours and hours. There is a immense amount of power in Facebook ads and. And marketing and retargeting you can upload your own audiences into it your own email databases build look-alike audiences from your audiences that are you already have in your email database there's so much power there that it's, it's really kind of mind-boggling and stuff so let's touch briefly on what Tammy talked about lead magnets some people call them lead magnets some people call them giveaways freebies um, that is definitely a way to drive traffic to your website. Um, build some products, give it away for free. Don't be afraid to do that. I tell that to people all the time. Do not be afraid to business owners. Business owners want to know, how do I get traffic to my site? How do I do this stuff? Well, let's talk about things that you can give away for free and stuff. And they look at me like I've lost my mind and they don't realize the value that it actually brings back to them tenfold you know, because they end up getting loyal customers and bringing more customers that they normally wouldn't get. So let's talk a little bit about that. Give it away, give it away, give it away. That's what I say. <laughs> I, I, uh, I used to, my wife used to, um, uh, she didn't understand why as soon as I figured something out and Divi, why I'd go and, and share it and uh, give it away even before the website goes live that I'm working on. Uh, part of it's just because the joy of, wow, I figured something out. Cool. I got to share it with somebody. Um, but you know, the benefit of giving away everything I learn as I learn it and building, uh, layout packs, layout kits, um, elaborate ones, four or five page ones, not just the one page landing page that most people build, but go all out and build full websites and give them away. Um, and it's just done wonders for building trust, uh, building an email list. And uh, building building a group of uh, folks that uh, will cheer me on, you know, and, and encourage me and and engage on my Facebook page and share and, and that kind of stuff. So it's been probably the best marketing tool of all for me in Monterey Premier. 
Josh, you had your mic microphone unmuted there. In the <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be a product or something that like a download per se. Even a blog post could be a giveaway. Essentially, I know I've had a couple. I I did one last year that was the top six lessons I've learned in the six years of running my business, and I sent that to my email list, which I wanted to touch on too. Um, and then posted that out and my blog's not that big by any means, but I did get a lot of good engagement and a lot of good feedback from it. And I kind of view that as almost a giveaway cause it's, you know, stuff that I would have loved to have heard six years ago when I got started. So I think having that mindset is good too with, you know, giving away just valuable information. Yeah. Experience is a definite, definite good thing always. Yeah. What did you want to talk about? Let's go ahead and dive into email marketing. What'd you want yeah. to I know that was mentioned earlier. I mean, I, I think having MailChimp or some sort of basic email list is huge. I think everyone should have that. I don't utilize mine that much, but I'm going to a little more once I launch my new site next uh, next month. Um, I, I don't engage with my current clients too much, but um, the post I just mentioned, when I sent that out last fall, I got a few jobs from clients who just kind of forgot about me. It's not like they didn't want to work with me or they didn't, they had a bad experience. They just, you know, it was like three years ago and they kind of forgot. So uh, an email list is a great way to not only drive traffic to your site, but keep old clients coming back. Yeah. And uh, they say email marketing, even though emails are one of the oldest form of online communication, it's still one of the most powerful marketing tools. And you'll see things, you know, Facebook ads come up or whatever saying email marketing's dead. You need to do this instead, you know, buy my course, whatever. Um, but email marketing is still so powerful because it's a direct line of communication directly to your, um, your prospect or your client, you know, your potential customer, uh, directly to their inbox. And obviously, yeah, people get, a, get lots of emails, but it doesn't typically compare to the amount of noise that is in front of them when they're on Facebook, right? Um, you know, social media can be powerful, but we're talking about how the Facebook algorithms for just organic posts limit you so you know very very small percentage of your followers followers will actually see it unless it you know kind of has a, a viral um tendency to it uh but yeah email is is directly to your customer there's no other um you know posts on the page when they're reading it there's there's no other ads you know of competitors or, or whatever and so that's why email marketing is so powerful and so that's why you see, you know, big successful companies like Elegant Themes that are, you know, they're still continuously trying to build up their email list because it, it works. And to that point, Tim, it's all about who, who the email's coming from, if they're trusted. Um, yeah. If I get an email from AT&T, I'm not going to open it. But if I get an email from Tim Streifler, I'm going to look at it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's huge, you know. Um, yeah. I don't, has, there's a really good book by one of my favorite authors, Seth Godin, uh, called Permission Marketing. And I would highly recommend checking out if, if you haven't. Um, it's just kind of marketing strategies in general, but he talks about your message, particularly for email marketing, being personalized, relevant, and expected. Um, I think that's really huge when it comes to series. So I kind of told Tim one thing I'm going to do is I'm planning on doing a 12-week tutorial series um, in the fall. And I'm curious to see how when people know, okay, once a week, they're going to get a tutorial, how that's going to, you know, hopefully build the list up and jump traffic. I think if people um, kind of have a start date and an end date, it helps them keep more engaged as opposed to just, you know, not knowing when they're going to get an email. So that's one way email marketing, I think, can be huge. Yeah, and I think being consistent, you know, you're talking about, you know, start and end dates, but even with blog posts and, you know, be consistent. Elegant Themes puts out their blog posts the same time 
you know, I think it's what two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. You can always expect that ET blog post, right? Well, at least my time, two o'clock in the afternoon and stuff. Being consistent where people know, you know, that as opposed to randomly shooting, because we've done it all. We've Friday, Thursday, Monday morning, afternoon, midnight. You know, we're testing. We're just trying to throw as much against the wall, look at metrics, statistics, analytics, try to find out when the best open rates are. Um, and all of that stuff is important and stuff, but I'll speak a little bit on email marketing because I intuitively knew that that was very important when we launched Aspen Grove Studios. Um, and we really had no email list. So, you know, what we did was kind of what, what Gino did was, was we gave away, a, you know, we created the demo zone, which was a, a platform that people could come and use to learn Divi for free. They could, we, we, we recreated the elegant themes um, layout packs. They had 15 of them that were just absolutely stunning. And it kind of goes back to the point where Gino was talking about in the groups over and over and over. People would, you know, on the, on the demo one, they had this really cool scrolling effect inside the MacBook Pro. As you would scroll down the page, there was an effect in that where people just asked over and over and over again, how do I achieve this? How is this done? As opposed to re-answering that question, we ended up just building, you know, recreating all of those on a platform where people could go in, log in, look on the back end, see exactly how things were built. And it was intentional to do that, to build an email marketing list, create new layouts. And, you know, I would say that we're pretty successful. We were pretty successful with our goal with doing that because email marketing has pretty much built our entire product business because we didn't until recently do Facebook ads, start diving into some of the more advanced stuff that we've talked about here, you know, in the past six months, but the first year it was strictly blog posts and it wasn't salesy, you know, emails that we were sending out. We were creating content that were answering questions and sending it out to our email list and it returned, you know, in return, we generate sales on our website and stuff. So um, email marketing is definitely a powerful, powerful tool still um, to use. Anything else that we've missed or we want to touch on tonight before we log off? Um, there is something I'm, there's something I'm going to put in the show notes. I listened to, um, actually, I didn't even get a chance to finish it, but they're WP Blab, the same people who do um, WP Water Cooler. Well, uh, Jason Tucker and Bridget Willard. There was an episode about um, social media and all these um, things like Buffer and all these tools that kind of spit out, you know, or or you can set up to time certain certain um, uh, posts to go out on whatever platform or whatever. And Bridget had she her perspective was really interesting on it, and I just think it would be a, a good um, a good one to to read up on because her her thing was okay. You can set those up and. Like for me, for instance, I have whenever I post on Facebook, you know, and in her mind, she's like, okay, well, then why would I follow you on both if I know I'm going to get the same thing at the same time? Um, so, you know, there's things to think about in, in basically comes down to strategy, I guess, um, even with these tools. Um, you know, yeah, you can set it and forget it, but, you know, put some thought into that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to link to that. That's a good point because I, I think uh, you also have to be prepared to engage. So you really can't set it and forget it. You have to be prepared to go in there and uh, 
look for comments or you know maybe share it on on another media file so like even for my accounts i have something different going to twitter than i do going to my facebook page yeah yeah i watch uh, a lot you're really good at that <laughs> yeah try, try to, yeah trying to keep so i totally agree <laughs> and you got to be prepared to engage i got to remind myself to go into twitter and thank the people who share my post and personally reach out to them if i have to um and it makes a whole difference it's how you build community is and it's hard it's a lot of work but you do yeah, you got to engage it. Why don't we do this? Let's uh, continue with our tradition of kind of going through parting thoughts. We've been on for about an hour, a little longer than normal, and obviously we could dive for a hundred more hours on this topic and niche, really niche down. But Gino, let's start with you. Any parting thoughts? Um, I, traffic would, to I would say this. I mean, everything was really covered, but um, part of the uh, getting traffic, marketing your site is just engaging. If you only have one or two followers with them, engage with them and tr continue to engage, whether it's through social media, whether it's through people who comment on your blog. I try to go through and respond to every single comment that I get at, on my blog. And, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes there's only one or two a day. Sometimes there's like 10, 12 a day. Um, and sometimes it takes time. But uh, engage, be helpful, say thank you appreciate people who take the time to comment and share your stuff and engage with them. Love on the people who become your community. Thanks, Gino. How about you, Josh? Well, I can't believe we haven't talked about the most, the best way, and uh, that's to put your stuff in yellow pages. I think a website <laughs> should go. <laughs> I just, I, was, I just got, I just got some yellow pages about an hour ago. It made me laugh. Um, <laughs> Do no, they still have yellow pages, dude? <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I think I had one a couple years ago, but I don't, I don't think I've had one delivered in a while. <laughs> I know. I was surprised that we didn't talk about that, and we didn't cover cold calling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if yellow pages and cold calling doesn't work, uh, in all honesty, something practical is face-to-face -face meetings and business cards. That's how I built my business was my networking group and meeting people and meeting small business Meetups. owners. Yeah. Have your website very clearly on a nice card that, you know, somebody designs for you or you can design it and um, that traffic will go right back to your site and hopefully your website sells you and uh, represents you well. So that would be my biggest takeaway. All right. Thank you, Josh. How about you, Leslie? Um, well, I guess the best thing I can say now that I've learned this is just to be yourself. Um, no, but I, I've read a, a several... Um, I've, I've read some things that, that said, um, you know, the best thing you can do when you're writing, if you choose to go the blog route, um, is to use your own voice. In fact, Chris Lima um, gave a great talk on that uh, in, in OC. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I got a lot out of that. And, you know, I consider myself, but I basically do a lot of what Gino did when I came into the Divi, you know, community. Um, you know, he was doing child things. I was like, oh, I can do that. He was doing tutorials. I'm like, oh, I'm not a blogger, but I, you know, I know how to do this. You know, in a certain module, I can do a tutorial. Um, so, you know, that's the extent of what I would I would consider my blogging. Um, but I would just say, uh, be yourself. Use your own voice. Um, talk like you would to a friend across the table that you're having a coffee with. Um, and people people like that. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome. How about you, Tammy? Well, I think the, the most important thing you can do is be genuine and create good content because I think it's, it's better to advertise the content rather than your service or product. So 
that would be a good place to start is just work on blog posts. If you're not a blogger, then take some of the advice we've given with uh, guest blogs and or hiring a writer. And uh, there'll be show notes for the, the uh, resource that Gino shared to get free content. But content is a very good way to advertise. Awesome. Thank you, Tammy. What about you, Tim? Yeah, so um, I mean kind of the, the common theme of everything we've talked about this evening is is creating content and then promoting the content. Um, and so we, we talked about blogging and one thing I wanted to also mention is content isn't always in the form of, of just words and, and you know a traditional blog post. You can create content by creating infographics or What's really popular these days is um, videos, uh, video content. And so I guess my final thought would be uh, learn to create content, but um, choose the form of content that is is suitable for, for you, something that you're comfortable with. Um, someone that is, um, you know, doesn't like to talk and doesn't like to be, you know, in front of a camera or in front of a microphone videos, tutorials, or, you know, podcasting probably isn't for that person, but you might like uh, writing and blogging and, and so forth. So find something that, that works for you and, and stick with it. Um, and also don't try to do everything at once um, because that can be a little bit overwhelming. So, oh, and then one other little thing Josh reminded me talking about the business cards is another small way that you can uh, generate a small amount of traffic is um, email signatures. Um, I know it sounds kind of old-fashioned, um, but it can be a great way and something beyond just a simple link. I've seen some people do it really well where, where they'll uh, write a sentence saying, you know, check out my article I wrote on, you know, how to get business and then a link to that post. And so it's at the bottom of their signature and so it, it on every email that they write. So another little snippet. Yeah, I got that Y stamp um, AppSumo deal a couple of few weeks back, and um, it pulls my latest Facebook post from my page. Um, well, and, and it can pull other things, but but you're right. Like the email signature, um, it it kind of surprised me. Like <laughs> many people, like you know, look at that. Yeah. All right, and I guess my final parting thought is: listen closely. I got three guaranteed tips. No dose. Stock up <laughs> on five-hour energy. <laughs> And if that fails, toothpicks. Toothpicks <laughs> and eyelids and never sleep. <laughs> In case you haven't learned one thing since we started Divi Chat is promoting your business online and, and doing the things that you need to do to be successful online is a lot of work. It is an immense amount of work. So I would say pick and choose. Time is valuable. Pick and choose the things that you can complete and finish and focus on those things. Don't worry about trying to become a guru or a master on everything that we talk about. Pick and choose the things that you can complete and you're going to be a lot more successful even if it's only minimal. Um, I, I would say go with that. Um, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Divi Chat. Check out the show notes at divi.chat. We're going to have some great resources in there uh, that we spoke about tonight on the episode. If you feel so inclined, please head over to iTunes. Leave yeah. us a review. Five That's stars. how we get found. Five star, baby. Five star. We deserve five stars. Yeah. 
If you're gonna episode. leave one, just don't do it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <that's good. laughs> uh, if you have any questions, please engage with us. Come join us on the live. We record this session on YouTube live. Leave a note in the comments. Head on over to the website. Send us an email if you've got some suggested topics you'd like for us to cover. We'll be glad to do that as well. Uh, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Tuesday, five thirty Central. I'm central, so I'm going that way. <laughs> You'll have to figure it out yourself. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming on, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you.